computer, he really enjoys using going through the nine steps and he enjoys using the music app. Yes. Can you just share a little bit about what you've seen with him enjoying the tutoring and also enjoying to read now? Yeah, that Already? is that still uh it kind of just takes my breath away and is so almost shocking to me when I catch him just reading casually. Um when you have a child who you know, couldn't memorize his letters, you know, going on a couple years working on that to reading four or five letter words, spelling, spelling difficult and challenging words that I think are even above his level. It's just, it still catches me off guard. And it's so, um, it's so amazing and fulfilling to see that. And I could see how, like you mentioned, how proud he is of himself. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think, I think we both felt very kind of hopeless because we didn't know what was wrong. We didn't know, you know, why these things weren't sticking. And so, yeah, it's, he, he actually um, enjoys reading and he's actually, I mean, for how much he's had to catch up, he's actually really good. I have a different kind of podcast for you today. I'm going to share with you about music. I've had people come to me because I developed this music app that plays classical music in the left ear and spelling exercises in the right ear as part of it's my reading program, step-by-step -step reading. And while I also use Orton Gillingham methods, I have, um, available at my fingertips, the Orton Gillingham model without the music. But I love the results we've been having by using the music in my other reading program. So what I wanted to do was read an article um, to you that really start, <laughs> struck me with a, a good note because it talks about the benefit of the music. You know, the, the music resonates with the um, our body the water content in our brain, in our bodies. But I, because we're doing some research coming up where we're actually going to do EE, take, you know, some EEG and monitor brain activity of students using the music and not using the music with my reading program. And we're going to publish this in science journals, uh, reading journals, uh, music journals, because technically this would be music therapy. And when I did my doctorate in 2014, I did the same intervention. Half the students used music, half the students didn't. And um, we just didn't do the brain monitoring, the brain activity, because it was very expensive to do MRIs. And we just didn't want to complicate my doctorate. But now there's a psychologist who is an intern at Loma Linda doing my reading program for her dissertation. We have a neurologist involved. We have five music therapists involved. I've got 15 tutors, and we're excited to get this information out, and we're going to do some brain monitoring activity. But what I want to do to you is just read to you about the healing power of the harp. Now, when I mention the harp, it's a stringed instrument, but, you know, the stringed instruments are many. And also just classical music in general, the, the um, 
wind instruments are very effective on the brain. So this is an article called The Healing Power of the Harp, and it's by Jim Mitchell. And there's a subtitle that says, for thousands of years, the harp has been used to soothe the afflicted. Today, it's producing some astonishing results in treatment. So in, um, if I could pronounce this man's name, in Mr. Tycon of the Edge of Science, <laughs> the, um, this invisible man explores the concept of sound healing and music therapy. One of the most fascinating forms of music therapy comes in the heavenly sound and the vibrations of one of the world's most, the oldest instruments, the harp. Live harp therapy has been found to be successful in treating an exhaustive array of maladies such as chronic pain to multiple sclerosis to respiratory disease, AIDS, cerebral palsy, cancer, nausea, lymphedema, depression, anxiety, Alzheimer's disease, schizophrenia, dementia, autism, behavioral and learning disorders in children, and even overstimulation in children. What I found was very interesting is how does the harp therapy work? The history of the harp has been used around the world to heal, and it could be traced back 3,000 years. It has played a healing, uh, it was played for healing in the temples of Egypt by the French monks in the 11th century for death rites, for African um, activities, to heal communities among several other communities. The th this, and this is a quote, this therapeutic use of harps was based on ancient observations that the vibrations emitted by the harp possessed unusual power to both calm and to energize humans and animals, writes the harp therapist and the researcher, Dr. Diane Schneider, and she has a website called um, Harp of Hope. But I want to keep reading. But to the extent to which playing the harp can um, purportedly alter a person's physiology temporarily or perhaps even permanently is astounding. This is interesting. The theory is that within our bodies, sound vibrations are bouncing around as our atomic components move. And these vibrations can be influenced by the external sound vibrations of a musical instrument. It's based on the process of entertainment where one object's vibration pattern can be altered by a similar but stronger vibration of another. So according to this study on harp therapy for hospital patients released in 2015, the vibrational patterns of a patient's body and mind may be influenced by the intentional sequencing of tones and rhythms of the harp's vibrations, which leads to changes of how symptoms are experienced. Um, it has helped people with pain, significantly reducing their pain in harp therapy. And I'm going to let you finish reading this article if it interests you. It's, again, the healing power of the harp. But the reason I thought this was important to share is when I was introduced to music, uh, using music with helping kids with dyslexia, back in 2005, it was amazing that I could see kids read from the computer 
when music was played, classical music was played in the left ear, they could read from the computer very effortlessly, take away the music, and they would stumble and the auditory processing would slow down. And then given an activity with whiteboards where they would have to connect columns of related words, when music was played in the left ear, the student who's now graduated from high school, the student could easily connect those columns with straight lines. Without the music, his auditory processing was so slow and he could barely connect the columns of related words. And when he did, the line was jaggedy. And I saw this with my own eyes back in 2005. And I showed my whiteboard to the superintendent and he said, let's buy this um, program. So that program is no longer available. The woman has since passed in her 90s and <clears throat> didn't leave any access to her program. So I had to create my own reading program following the model of many professionals that I have studied with and taught with. And um, the model is using 20 minutes of the music through the hour of reading intervention. <clears throat> now, when students use my reading program, they'll use the music when they're reading phonics from the computer or from a book, when they're reading, um, when they're working in their workbooks, and when they're doing the music app at the end of the exercise, they take a test. It's a music test. So, I mean, it's a, <laughs> it's a spelling test. So music plays in the left ear and spelling exercises play in the right ear. I can't tell you the profound impact this has on kids. When I worked with students for six weeks in an after-school program where students were with me five days a week, we saw significant improvement. Kids were making one to three-year gains in only six weeks. And that's why I know it'll work in six weeks or that would be um, 30 sessions, one-hour sessions. Now, it's a little bit different with our challenge with being online where students really have a difficult time tutoring more than three days a week. Um, sometimes kids are working with me two days a week because, um, you know, just the added stress, the lack of movement because they're sitting in front of a computer so long. And just who knows, the emotional stress of being separated from their friends because of COVID, wearing masks. So there's so many different factors interfering with their progress. Um, but I am just want to let you know about my music app. It's a free download and you can get up to the first five exercises for free. It's CDSM. It stands for Syntron Dyslexia Solutions with Music. So the first exercise is only music. It's just classical music. So try it today. Download the app, play the music in your left ear while you read a book. Now, I'm not someone who needs that, but I'm saying kids who have dyslexia or people who have ADD, ADHD would really love hearing this music play in their left ear as they read. Try it and uh, email me at dyslexia-solutions.com. Let me know how it works for you. And then go ahead and try exercise one, exercise two, exercise three. They're all free. But this is great for people who are second language learners who also want to learn how we say our words in English, intonation. And also, exercise two is alphabets. It's the letter names and the letter sounds. 
If you have little ones at home, preschool, kinder, and first grade that need to learn how we say our alphabet, our letter names and sounds, again, great for second language learners. I want to urge you, try it. It's CDSM. So I hope this has helped you. Again, we use we play classical music, stringed instruments. Oh my gosh, I shared um, some someone playing the oboe on a YouTube with one of my students yesterday, and we both were just in, entranced with the beauty of the sound of the oboe. So wind instruments with our classical music, and um, it's just beautiful. So anyway, thank you for listening, and Dr. Mary Ann Sintron. I'll talk to you next week. God bless you and bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to this podcast in its entirety. If what we shared today has inspired you, would you please visit our website, dyslexia-solutions.com and consider making a donation so that we can keep these podcasts going. Also, please subscribe to our channel and find me on on Instagram, Marianne Sintron. Thank you again for tuning in, and may God bless you.